Good afternoon, good people. We are back with another episode of Cloudy Thoughts with Corey Alpo. Um, I hope you all had a great uh, Easter weekend. I hope um, you all was just able to enjoy, um, you know, the just the importance of that day, you know, knowing that uh, Jesus Christ sacrificed himself for us and was once and was resurrected, uh, you know, again. But I'm just hoping that you all, you know, uh, found a way to honor him uh, yesterday and just, you know, be in his presence and, and, and just truly be appreciative of what he had did for us. But um, in today's episode, you know, we're, we're continuing off from the book of uh, Exodus, you know, as I continue to give you guys just things you can take with you from the book of Exodus and things we can apply to our lives and, you know, just use them for the greater good. So today we're going to start from uh, Exodus 6 and I'll be reading verse 6. Um, and this is where uh, God promises deliverance. But uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. So it says, therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. Now, what is God exactly, you know, saying to us uh, from this from this verse, from this scripture? So what he is saying is that small problems only need small answers. But when we face great problems... God has an opportunity to exercise his great power. I'm going to say it again. Small problems only need small answers. But when we face great problems, God has an opportunity to exercise his great powers. As the Hebrews' troubles grew steadily worse, God planned to intervene with his mighty power and perform great miracles to deliver them. So my question to you is, how big are your problems? Understand big problems put you in a perfect position to watch God give big answers. The bigger your problems, the bigger God can answer your problems. Always understand that. Now we're going to move on to um, Exodus 8, verses 25 through 29. And from this, this is the plague of flies but i just want you to uh hear you know what god what 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 what, not what god but what what is happening in this instance it says then pharaoh summoned moses and aaron and said go sacrifice go sacrifice to your god here in the land but moses said that would not be right the sacrifices we offer the lord our god would be detestable to the egyptians If we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God as he commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God in the desert, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. Moses answered, as soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord. And tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Only be sure that Pharaoh does not act deceitfully again by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. 
So what is, you know, what is, what is, what is this verse saying? What is it exactly trying to tell us? So we know Pharaoh, he wanted to compromise. He would allow the Hebrews to sacrifice, but only if they would do it nearby. God's requirement, however, was firm. I want you to hear this. The Hebrews had to leave Egypt. Sometimes people urge believers to compromise and give only partial obedience to God's commands. But commitment and obedience to God cannot be negotiated. When it comes to obeying God, half measures won't do. So Pharaoh, he wanted to compromise, but you know, he 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 was telling them, um, but you, you, you couldn't go very far. You know, you have to go only a certain amount of, of miles or ever, you know, far away that he allowed them to go. But God, that 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 wasn't what God uh required of them. You know, um uh, he wanted them to to go where he commanded them to go and be obedient to them. Oh, well, be and be obedient to him, I'm sorry. So, you know, what can we as people learn from this? It's like it tells us, man, um, you know, we, we must be committed in obedience, in obedient to God instead of, you know, person, instead of man, instead of woman. You know, God is the one who um, we should be giving all our commitment to and obeying when it's all said and done, man. I think that's the lesson we can learn from that is that, you know, always uh, be obedient and uh, committed to God rather than people. But moving on, moving on to the next thing. Um, this is from Exodus 9, verse 1. And it says, this is picking off of what we just read. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. Now, this is, you know, something real simple and complex that we can uh See, see that God is telling Moses. So this was the fifth time God sent Moses back to Pharaoh with the demand, let my people go. By this time, Moses may have been tired and discouraged, but he continued to obey. This is the question. Is there a difficult conflict you face again and again? Don't give up when you know what it don't give up when you know what is right to do. As Moses discovered, persistence is rewarded. So, you know, Moses, well, God, you know, had told Moses several times, you know, uh, go back and tell Pharaoh what I told you. Let my people go. You know, he just kept telling Moses to go back and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. God said to let his people go. And, you know, when we when we are constantly, uh, you know, just doing something over and over and we're seeing the same results and we we don't see nothing changing. It can become a little bit tiring and discouraging. But the lesson here is to always obey God. You know, if God is telling you to do something in your life in this moment, if he's telling you this to keep doing this and don't worry about, you know, the after effect, don't worry about what's going to happen in the future. Just trust in me and know that, I, you know, my plans are going to work out. Are you willing to obey me? Are you willing to stay persist- persistent? Are you willing to trust in me? I know how everything is going to turn out, but I need to know, are you willing to to, to follow my commands? Are you willing to, to, to follow my lead? Do you trust me with, with your life? Do you trust in me knowing that I'm knowing in what I'm doing right now? Can you trust in me? That's basically what God is saying. Can you trust in me? 
But moving on to the next thing. So we're going to go to Exodus uh, 9, 12. Exodus 9, verse 12. And it reads, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. So God was already telling Moses, Look, Pharaoh, he's not going to listen to you. You know, I'm going to keep hardening his heart i'm gonna keep you know making him get to the point where he don't even want to hear what y'all got to say no more but i want you to, i want you to see what we can um you know learn from this so god gave pharaoh many opportunities to heed moses warnings but finally god seemed to say all right pharaoh have it your way and Pharaoh's heart became permanently hardened now did god intentionally harden pharaoh's heart and overrule his free will? No. He simply confirmed that Pharaoh freely chose a life of resisting God. God, similarly, similarly, ugh, I struggle with that word. After a lifetime of resisting God, you may find it impossible to turn to him. Don't wait until just the right time before, before turning to God. Do it now while you still have the chance. If you continually ignore God's voice, eventually you will be unable to hear it at all. So the biggest lesson right here is, man, when God is giving you an opportunity to come to him, you know, when God uh, is giving you an opportunity to uh, hear from him, man, when God is telling you, just just listen to me, just come to me. Um, there's going to be a point in time where if you keep being disobedient like Pharaoh, if you keep, uh, you know, just ignoring God and not listening to what he's trying to say, he's going to just, you know, ignore you and you won't be able to call on him, you know, when, when, when you would like to, I should say, you know, you won't be able to, 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 to have the opportunity to, um, you know, just hear from God anymore, you know, and I'm just saying, take it from Pharaoh, listen to what happened to him, his heart became per permanently hard you know he permanently uh had a hardened heart and he, he he couldn't hear from god anymore you know god made it that way because he kept resisting so that's the biggest thing do not resist god when he's trying to get your attention when he's trying to talk to you when he's trying to you know just speak to you when he wants to have this relationship with you when he wants you to hear from him you know do not resist god because you don't you don't want to put yourself in a position where um you might not you might not ever be able to you know uh hear from him again you know i'm just saying just learn from pharaoh take it from pharaoh it's a perfect example on why we should not resist god and take and take every opportunity to uh hear from god but uh moving on gonna move on to the next thing gonna go to exodus exodus 11 verse 7 and this reads, where is it at? but among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any man or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Now, what, what, what are we, what, what, what are we learning from this verse? You know, what can we learn from this? So Moses told Pharaoh that God made a distinction between Egypt and Israel. 
At this time, the, distinct, the, the distinction was very clear in God's mind. He knew the Hebrews would become his chosen people. The distinction was taking shape in Moses' mind also. But the, but the Hebrews still saw the distinction of only in terms of slave and free. Later, when they were in the desert, God would teach them the laws, principles, and values that would make them distinct as his people. Now, this is the ultimate message right here that from, from this uh, scripture. Remember that God sees us in terms of what we will become and not just what we are right now. So when God, uh, you know, told Moses about the distinction, uh, the Hebrews couldn't quite understand it the way God and Moses uh, could. You know, they they only saw themselves as slaves and free, but they didn't see that God had uh, chosen them. You know, they were the chosen ones. They were his chosen people. And and we can we can definitely, uh, you know, relate to that in some sort of way in our lives, because um, a lot of us, we. We, we 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 look at our situation for how it is now you know we look at the things we have now we look at you know the job we have now we look at you know how our lives are just turning out as of right now but a lot of times we 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 can't we can't see or we don't focus on what what God is uh transforming us and creating us to uh to be man you know a lot of us we have these beautiful lives ahead of us but they only can take shape and form if we I'm not going to say they can only take shape and form, but, you know, um, it, it, it makes things a lot easier when we are able to see the same uh, vision and output that God has for our life. You know, the um, the Hebrews couldn't see that. You know, they just knew, OK, we, 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 we were slaves and we free, but they didn't know they were chosen. And what I'm trying to say is a lot of us are chosen people in this world. God has chosen us. God has given us a purpose. God has um, given us, you know, just an assignment. You know, God has something for each and every one of us. And it is important that we understand that uh, no matter how our situation looks right now, where we are right now in our lives, man, well, later down the line, uh, we're going to become something great. You know, and God is going to use us in ways that we never imagined. So that's ultimately the, the message that you all should take from that, you know, and apply it to your lives. But moving on, we're going to Exodus 12. And this is uh, from uh, Exodus 12, verse 11. And it reads. This is how you are to eat with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet. And your staff in your hand, eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So what what is this scripture saying? What is this verse saying? So eating the Passover feast while dressed for travel was a sign of the Hebrews' faith. Although they were not yet free, they were to prepare themselves for God had said he would lead them out of Egypt. Their preparation was an act of faith. Now, what can we learn from this as people? Preparing ourselves for the fulfillment of God's promises, however unlikely they may seem, demonstrates our faith. So even though we we, we can't really see when it's going to happen, even though we, we don't really know when it's going to happen, that doesn't mean we can't prepare ourselves and, 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 and get ourselves in a position 
to know that it will happen eventually. That, that's what faith is all about. You know, you know, it's the evidence of things we cannot see. We can't see what God is doing. We, we, we can't see how our life is going to look later down the line. We can't see those things. But when you have faith, when you have faith, a lot of things can happen. When you have faith, a lot of things can change. When you have faith, your life uh, can go from here to there like this in an instance. When you have faith in God, that's when miracles begin to uh, happen in your life. That's when God begins to perform miracles in your life, man. Faith. So start preparing yourself by faith. Like God is going to do amazing things in your life. Prepare yourself just like the Hebrews did. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. And you prepare yourself by faith. Just have faith. Prepare yourself that God is going to is gonna take you to, to greater heights. Prepare yourself that God is going to give you the uh, job opportunity. Prepare yourself that God is going to um, increase your income. Prepare yourself that God is going to heal you. That God is going to deliver you. Have faith. Have faith in all those things that God is going to do amazing things in your life. It, it just all starts with faith, my good people. It all starts with faith. Trust and believe in God. Know what he can do. Read what he can do. This is important why you read the Bible, man, because the Bible has all the answers to your problems, I promise. But have faith. Get prepared, and you get prepared by having faith. But moving on, and this is going to be, is it going to be the last thing? I might have maybe two or three more after this, but we're going to Exodus 13. Um, This is, Verse, verses 17 through 18. And it reads, when Pharaoh let, let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine, Philistine country, though that, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. Now this is this is good right here because I want you all to hear this. I want you all to hear hear this. <clears throat> God doesn't always work in a way that seems best to us. Instead of guiding the Israelites along the direct route from Egypt to the promised land he took them by a longer route to avoid fighting with the Philistines. Now listen, if God does not lead you along the shortest path to your goal, do not complain or resist. Follow him willingly and trust him to lead you safely around unseen obstacles. He can see the end of your journey from the beginning and he knows the safest and best route. So we have to trust God. When he's leading us, we have to trust God that he's leading our lives because he can see things we can't see along the journey. And, he, you know, he, he knows how everything is going to play out. We don't know how everything is going to play out, but God knows how everything is going to play out. It is important that we follow his lead and that we trust in him, even though the way he may take us through life is is, is a lot longer than the way we would like to do it, man. It, understand that it is the best for us. Just like with the um, with the um, 
Israelites, I'm sorry. Just like with the Israelites, you know, God took them um, down a longer route to avoid battle, you know, with the Philistines. Now, if they would have taken that shorter route, which a lot of us try to do, we want to take the shorter route to achieving our goals. We want to take the shorter route to doing this in life, you know, but we have to trust in God and know that his plans and when he leads is far greater than our plans and when we try to lead. All because he can see every he can see the obstacles we're gonna face. He can see everything we can't see. And ultimately he is the one who knows how everything is gonna play out when it's all said and done. So that's something very important that we can take into our lives and instill in our lives, man. No matter how long the journey may be, trust in God. And know that it is best for your life. Moving on. Two more, y'all. Stay with me. Just stay with me. We almost done. It's going to come from Exodus 14, verses 13 through 14. And then we're going to go to 15 as well. And this will be the last thing for the day. I'm praying and hoping that this stuff is helping, y'all. And excuse me. I know. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at this talking stuff. But, you know, some of us have you know, little small speaking problems. Just bear with me. Just bear with me, good people. But from Exodus 14, 13 through 14, it says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians see you today. You will never see again. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm, I like that right there. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. I mean, that small, that little verse right there should, hmm, that should do something to somebody right now. Understand the Lord will fight for you. He will fight for you. He's telling us he will fight for you. But anyways, what what is this verse saying? So the people were hostile and despairing. But Moses encouraged them to watch the wonderful way God will rescue them. See, Moses had a positive attitude. When it looked as if they were trapped, Moses called upon God to intervene. Now listen, we we may not be chased by an army like they were, but we may still feel trapped. So instead of giving to despair, we should adopt Moses' attitude to stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord would bring. And let's go on to verse, verse 15. And this will be the last thing for the day. Right after that, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. So right there, the Lord told Moses to stop praying and get moving. Stop praying and get moving. Prayer must have a vital place in our lives, but there is also a place for action. Sometimes we know what to do, but we pray for more guidance as an excuse to postpone doing it. If we know what we should do, then it's time to get moving. I remember I read this the other day and, um, you know, I was real just skeptical on what God wanted me to do next. You know, I had been praying for guidance. I had been praying for answers. And, you know, and I came across this verse a couple of weeks ago. 
And he spoke right to me when I read it. He told me, Corey, it's time to go make action. You already know what you're doing. You already know what I called you to do. Now go take action. Go take action. And that's what God is saying to you right now as well, whoever is listening to this. Go take action. You've prayed for it. You've asked God for guidance. You asked God for direction. Now, now God is just telling you, go take action, just as Moses did. Go take action. It's time to get moving on whatever it is that you uh, have prayed to God about or whatever it is that you have asked God um, to give you answers about, man. Now is the time to go take action and go do what God has called you to do. You already know what God has called you to do. Now just take action to it. Anyways, y'all, I pray that you all um, receive everything that was uh, said in today's um, segment. You know, I truly do enjoy just sharing this with you all. The four followers I do have, I thank you out there for listening. And um, I just pray and hope that this continues to reach many different people across the world, man, and that I continue to impact you guys' lives um, through this microphone, man, through God's word. And um, I just want to tell you all, you know, just stay blessed, man. Trust in God. Trust in God. Continue to have faith in God. Trust in God. Let him lead your life. Let him direct your life. Let him just just work through you in every way possible, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Just watch how your life starts to change. Watch how miracles start to come over. Watch how the blessings overflow. Watch how the blessings overflow. You know, I was, oh, that's, that's. You know, I, I I wrote that down the other day. The floodgates are opening. That's what I want to tell y'all. The floodgates are opening. I believe it's from Malachi 3. I wrote that down yesterday. But God says, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will power, I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. God is ready to open the floodgates up in your life. Go tell somebody today, man, the floodgates are opening. The floodgates are opening. The floodgates are opening in your life, man. The blessings are getting ready to fall upon your life. But let me not get off track, y'all. I thank you all for listening. Go spread this message. Go share this message. And until I talk to y'all next time, remember, follow me on Instagram at Corey Alpo. Facebook, Corey Alpo. TikTok, Corey Alpo. YouTube, Corey Alpo, man. Go subscribe to my Bible plans on the Bible app. Go download the Bible app. Search my name up and get them plans going, man. I'm just trying to help you all in, in many ways as I can. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to do this no matter how much support I have, no matter, no matter how many people are listening, man. I just pray and, and hope that I can continue to be a blessing to each and every one of your lives. I love you all. I thank you all for listening. Stay blessed, my friends.